Hey everybody, it's Connor. Thank you for joining us for another week of drama. And I want to tell you about our Patreon. So here's the deal. $5 a month, patreon.com slash drama podcast. You do have to go to that website, by the way, which I know takes a little extra work, but I know you'll do it for your favorite twins. Anyway, patreon.com slash drama podcast. You subscribe to become a member of our drama plus family where for those $5, you get added to our Instagram close friends, which in this day and age is social currency like I couldn't even believe. I mean, to be on one, to be not on one, it really is, it's it's the moment. I mean, let me tell you, you wanna be on it. And also you get extra bonus episodes. So it's just these little twin talks where Dylan and I go back and forth and gab like silly little boys. And we talk all about theater, pop culture, love, life, everything you wanna know but you're just hearing from us and getting to know us. And um, this podcast is our labor of love. So that money goes towards us continuing to get to do the show for you. And you're gonna love today's episode. Thanks for joining us for it. Julian Lerner, he is in Oliver at City Center and he's so adorable and has so many fun things to say. And he's also randomly a serious regular on the Wonder Years on ABC, which is, I mean, to be a serious regular on a network television show is, major, 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 major. And we love him and we love you. So become a member of the Drama Plus fam. Enjoy this episode and I'll be seeing you in a few seconds. All right, bye. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, I need to ask you, because I, I gave you an assignment right before we you arrived for this podcast. Did you listen to the song Ceilings by Lizzie McAlpine? I did listen to it and I absolutely loved it. Yes, I knew my, you would. My question for you is who is she? Where did she come from? Where? It seems like there's new people popping up all the time and I'm like, and also just as quickly as new people pop up as like popular people disappear, like where in the world is Olivia Rodrigo is the question. She's we, gone. Honestly, <laughs> she did van when the world needed her most. She's gone. She's I feel like gone. No, no, we saw her. She presented um, Best New Artist at the Grammys this past year. Yeah, I guess. And I hypothetically, she's still on High School Musical, the musical, the series season four as like a guest star, maybe because she left the show. But it's possible. Where is she? I hope recording a new album. I mean, I don't actually mind when stars kind of like do like a big era and then go away for a little bit, but she's just missing. And I feel like her last album came out two years ago. So it's, it's if we're going by, you know, standard cycles of album releases, it's, it's time. So will it's she time. follow up Sour with Sweet? Well, everyone said that was like this, the secret double side of the album that was going to come out, like a B-side thing, but. But who listen, is the McAlpine? I don't know. I, it's one of those songs <laughs> that I heard on, like it was like a TikTok sound. Oh, uh, the TikTok yeah. sound to popular song culture is scary. I love it. It's kind of like, um, you know, Say So was maybe one of the early TikTok crossover songs, you know, the Doja Cat song. Of course. Um, 
not to give it its full government name, but you know, um, <laughs> listen, speaking of, you know, young stars like Olivia Rodrigo, we have oh. a drama first today. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm loving this transition. <laughs> Unplanned. We have maybe our youngest guest ever, but as you told him beforehand, maybe one of our most impressive. Yeah, I'm kind of gagged. Like, what's happening here? We I know. And he has the this. coolest hair, I think, also, as anyone we've ever seen. <laughs> so <laughs> people will have to energy. follow us to see what he looks like on Instagram and Twitter. But I'm going to tell our audiences about him if they don't already know, because I'm sure they watch the hit series that he's on or have seen the clips that are going around on the internet of his performance from this city center presentation that's going to be happening. By the time this comes out, it'll be starting. I'm going to bring him in. Our guest today is a star on the rise. As I said, making history as our youngest guest ever on the pod. This crossover performer is about to star in New York City Center's Oliver as the Artful Dodger from May 13th through the 14th. He appears alongside dear friend of the pod, Lily Cooper, as well as Raul Esparza, Brad Oscar, and more, including this insanely adorable kid named Ben Pajak or something like that. Oh my God, you guys need to see this. A New York City native, this triple threat began acting at seven years old, appearing in the film Pottersville, Boys of Summer, the Netflix film Yes Day, opposite Queen Jennifer Garner, The Many Saints of Newark, and more. He's also lent his talent to Leo the Lionhearted, Happy, Alma's Way, Pantheon, numerous commercials and voiceovers, and more. He's even toured the country as Gavroche in the national Broadway tour of Les Miserables and has originated roles in NYC for new musicals for Jerry Mitchell, James Lapine, Tom Kitt, Michael Corey, and Michael Mayer. He's played a young Pete Davidson on SNL, a young Paul Rudd in an Audible original, and so many more appearances. Our guest currently stars is Brad Hickman in ABC's The Wonder Years, which returns this summer for another season. Please welcome to drama, Julian Werner. Hi. Hello. How are you guys? So good. How are you, Julian? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Welcome to drama. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did we cover all the bases with with the intro? You know, I think you guys did. Okay. I think you guys, you guys did great. There was like some things in there. I was like, wow. I was like, oh my, this, oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. So we, we've spoken a lot about your age already, but just for the audience's ears, how old are you? I'm 15. Years 15. Okay. Amazing. I have so many questions about how you busted in to the biz as a young actor. But before we do all of that, we're meeting you in the middle of your rehearsals for Oliver. Yep. Oh my God. Cannot wait. Are you well? I am. I'm, I'm doing great. Like, Doing this show is is like a dream come true for me. It's amazing. Like everything feels up. My spirit feels up. I just feel just like happy. You know what I mean? Totally. How did this come come into your lap? I mean, I feel like, cause you know, you're obviously on a television series. So squeezing this in probably wasn't easy. Did this audition just come your way or? Not really, it didn't. I was actually, I was shooting one New Year's okay. uh, in Atlanta and it just kind of came through. So I shot some tapes for it, a little self tape. And, uh, and I got this call. I was like, come to New York to this dance call. So, whoa, okay. So we flew there and I did this dance call. And then like a few weeks later, I heard about doing this session with like the creative team. And that went great, I, I think. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, and then I, and I got it. I was so excited. And I didn't even really know what was coming my way. It was, it was really amazing. It was more than I thought, which was great. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Were you looking to do theater again? Yeah, I, you know, theater is really where I, it's like, like my base, you know, where I come from. And I, I love to sing. I love to dance. I love all this. And then the second I walked in the room, I said, wow, this is like, 
just where I, I I'm really meant to be, you know, like like my home base, and I love it. I love it. And did you audition with anyone who's in it now? Like, did they have you do like any like pair ups or chemistry reads with any any of the cast? We didn't. We didn't do any chemistries. Um, but I did the dance call with some of the kids who are in Fagan's Gang, and okay. I clearly remember them. They were they were great. And this dance call was like this dance. I was like, holy cow! I don't know if I can actually, you know do this. So yeah, but it was it was it was great. I'm really glad I got to do it. Uh, with these boys and some of these boys are every single one of these boys are amazing dancers seriously so I cannot wait for you guys to see them yeah from the clip that I saw it literally just happened yesterday yeah it's like insane it's like newsies but like half the age of the newsies so like insane are amazing and they flip Mm -hmm. and they jump and do all these crazy turns and it's so cool yeah gosh I was Connor and I were talking I don't know if we've seen Oliver for a long time. Like maybe we saw a production, like a community theater production when we were kids. Of course, I love Oliver and Company, the cartoon film, which is incredible. Right. Um, this show is, you know, it hasn't been on Broadway or around here in in 40 years, which is a very long time. Yeah. So yeah, the fact we're bringing this back is is so cool. And I said I even heard about it when I got this audition. I was like, wow, even if I don't book this, I have to see this show. So now to be in it and experience it is so amazing, especially with how much we're going into this. Like the, the depth of this show and detail of this is with Lear, who, who's like the director, is right. amazing. And it's it teaches me so, so many things. And it's it's a great opportunity. And Lear, Lear just famously directed the iconic revival of Into the Woods that happened. It was so cool to watch that and then and then meet her. And I, I remember in like the in like this process of rehearsals, the first two to three days before we even put it up on its feet, we just kind of sat around this table and we read the script and we talked about it and and went into crazy detail, which I think helped everyone really discover this show and their character. And you're the artful Dodger, the, an iconic character. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> artful Dodger is such a cool character. I've always wanted to play this role so it's a good dream come true i know i when i saw a video you posted on your instagram saying it was a dream come true so you've obviously have experience with oliver then or i mean i i think as i said on the video i i used to sing these songs all the time when i was younger so mm-hmm. just you know kind of get to do just to do this professionally is really really cool this huge company with these amazing people on stage is is really amazing it's, it's great does he sing consider yourself Mm-hmm. The Artful Dodger, yeah, he does. Okay, he kind of leads. Consider yourself. He kind of, he kind of starts it off. That's actually when he first meets Oliver. When he first meets Oliver, he's kind of talking to him, and then he starts to sing this song, which I don't think anybody really like expects that everyone's going to come on stage. It's which is it's just like literally there's 44 people on stage, which is a big, big amount of people, which is a lot of fun. But yeah, he kind of leads this this huge group, and it's like this is my town, this is my people, and let me introduce you to everyone, which is great. Yeah, and all with a British accent. Oh, the British accent, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I I've been working with the dialect coach. I always I always loved accents. I used to do them with like my dad. So kind of going into this with a sort of I think prepared British accent is great. Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Was that something that you guys had talked about like in that first day when you were like all kind of sitting around like setting the in this area? Is it in London? And It is. It's in London. Okay. Um, a couple hundred years ago, I think the 1800s maybe. Sounds um, right. 
yeah. Um, I think we were all just kind of, you know, they were like, don't worry about accents, sorry about anything like that. Do the accent, but just kind of focus on reading the script at first. And Tam Mutsu, who plays Bill Sykes, who is amazing, he is already British. So <laughs> that's helpful for him. But, um, but no, yeah, having an accent, I think, is a lot of fun. It's just kind of fun to play someone else, like a yeah. different type of person. Yeah, totally different from other things that you've certainly done. Mm -hmm, definitely. It's a great challenge um, to do that, just to play different types of people and to go into kind of different, you know, settings and different time periods is, is really cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Did you feel starstruck when you walked into the rehearsal room on the first day? Like, was there anybody that you were like freaking out that was there? You know, I, I worked with Raul before, but oh, okay. even, you know, seeing him again, it was just like his presence was so amazing. And then, and when we were all talking about this script, the way he spoke about it was so interesting. He had all these different ideas, not just about his character, but really for everybody, which I think helped everybody. It definitely helped me. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I could definitely, you could definitely say I was starstruck. What had you guys done before together? We worked um, at this on this show called Galileo uh, at Powerhouse. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> is that at Vassar? Mm -hmm. I think it's a better. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's he's so good. He's amazing. He's amazing. He becomes a whole different person. Like the way he walks, the way he talks, everything is is spectacular. Right? And he, who is he playing? He's playing Fagin. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, so I also saw that you're working with like a bunch of kids, and I think you're probably the oldest of that bunch, mm -hmm. uh, which you're no stranger to working with other kids your age, but there's a lot of adults as well in this production. Do you feel like you're sort of like the in-between between the the two worlds? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I work with a lot of adults um, on a lot of things I've done. I would say I was with a lot of kids for yesterday and a lot of kids for one years, but, um, but kind of getting to be with these people who I think we all look up to is amazing. And then also kind of being in there as like, kind of knowing I'm like the leader of this kind of pack of boys in the show <laughs> and out is really, is really cool. You know, knowing that I'm that age where I get to still learn from people where I'm always going to be learning from people, but then also ha knowing that I have these kids who also maybe can look up to me in a way, which I think is really special. Oh, I'm sure they do. They're all going to be dressing like you by the end of the process and you're their hero. No, I mean, my fits, my fits do a little kind of crazy, so I don't know. <laughs> You're hilarious. I love it. No, I do love, I love this chain that you've got going on. That's very in. Thank you. I wear this, I wear this every single day, unless I'm wearing something else. So you're in Oliver now. You're, you're a series regular on Wonder Years, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're 15. You've mentioned some other things you've already done. We ask all of our guests how they got into the business. We borrow the term Ring of Keys from the musical Fun Home because... We, we like to hear about that moment when you were maybe watching something or participating in something and a, a switch was flipped and you realized, oh my God, I need to be a part of this. Do you feel like you had a ring of keys moment or moments related to the arts? Definitely. I think, you know, my first, you know, really kind of big professional job was doing Les Miserables on tour, National Broadway tour, playing Gavroche, which is kind of a relatable character to the Artful Dodger. But aside from that, I think, doing that show I was like this is kind of where I'm meant to be it just felt right you know you know you know that feeling where you just feel like something is like you're meant to be doing this 
and and I had that feeling and I was like, this is, this has to be a part of my life and it has been and I'm so, so glad it is. What led to that audition for Les Mis? Oh, well, I mean, I, I've been auditioning uh, for a while. I got it when I was nine. Okay. So I was in commercials before that and then I did this audition and it just kind of felt right. Like I could relate to that character, to Guy Vrash so much. And, and I'm really glad I booked it because I had an amazing time on that tour and I met some amazing people, including Karen McIntosh. She was also with Oliver. So it was yes. amazing to see him again, to reunite with him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's, he's got his hand in all those big British musicals. That's he's yes. really done a lot. I could probably do every single song and, and how we did it on the tour. If they call me back in right now, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do it. But uh, <laughs> I think I'm too old now, but. You'll be Marius next time. Hey, that would be amazing. Marius would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Now you said you were going out for commercials before you auditioned for Les Mis, right? Yeah. What inspired that? Was it like something that your mom was like, oh my God, we should get him in commercials for people like seeing you on the street being like, oh my God, he's so charismatic. He's so cute. Like he would be so good in commercials. Cause I feel like that is kind of the child star yeah. story is it's usually like a parent or people who are like, oh my God, they, they should be in on TV or whatever. You know what I mean? What was your sort of entry into going out for these auditions? Well, you know, at first I didn't even think I was, I didn't think about acting at all. I didn't think I was going to become an actor, but, you know, out of like the, the blue, my dad had a, had this dinner party and he invited some friends over and one of them happened to work in an agency. Oh. And he was like, you should bring Julian. And he's, you know, he's super fun. And, and you know, as you say, charismatic, um, I would say. Uh, and they were like, okay, what do you like, you know, what do you kind of do basically just to know? And they were like, oh, he's like, oh, I work at this agency. You should just bring him in. I was like, okay, okay, sure. And they told me, I said, all right, yeah, sure, why not? I was seven at the time. And I went in and I read some, you know, some quick little lines and they just kind of started sending me out for stuff. But I think I went out for commercials first because it was really new, you know? So I was I was doing some movie auditions, but really starting off with commercials just to see how it was and how it worked. Um, and I started getting commercials and then I started going out for bigger things and that's kind of how it built up. Was there a moment when you were doing all of that where you were like, I'm doing this, like this is like this is my life. Like I love doing this and I wanna keep doing it. I think when I got Les Mis, yeah. really, when I got Les Mis, I was like, you know, I've been doing this for what, two, two three years now. And, and I was like, I wanna keep doing this. This is what I want to do. Parents were like, okay, you're nine. Let's see what happens. And, was, <laughs> and, and it just kind of kept going and I would, you know, I love to keep doing this for as long as I can. Yeah. That's now, awesome. What happened with school at that point? Dylan, I literally was just thinking to myself, like <laughs> the age old question about a working actor who's mm -hmm. of school age. Like, <laughs> you know, they the, you hear the Broadway stories of Laura Bell Bundy on the hairspray set studying yes. for her exams. <laughs> or you hear about the Spring Awakening kids getting the tutors backstage at the Eugene O'Neill. Like, are there like onset tutors happening? Or have you been, are you just like, there, there are. There, there's this. There's a teacher, but I'm homeschooled, so it's much easier for me. Um, not just with Oliver, but with really everything else I've done and, and I do. Um, so I think being being homeschooled is just kind of it's nice because after the long day at rehearsal, they'll have sometimes kids they'll have them do school, but I can like I can run home. I can do schoolwork with like my teacher who sends me work and I meet her every other day just to kind of check in and uh she's great her name's Ashley she's wonderful 
Oh, nice. We do love you, Do you enjoy that too? Like, do you enjoy the balance of like some school stuff as well? Yeah, I think, you know, I think I have to do school. Yeah, School's not yeah. my thing, but per se. But, um, but I think it's kind of nice the way I balance it out where it's not too much schoolwork and I still have time to focus on what I'm doing in the acting world, such as Oliver right now, which is a lot. It's such a quick process for encores. Oh, yeah. So we have to really just keep pushing it and pushing it and drilling it and then shoot it off. It's so quick. Are they letting you guys hold the scripts or is it one of the encores where you guys are like off book mostly? So I would say it's more like a staged concert in a oh, way. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say there's like some points, I'm not going to tell you guys, but there's some points where we could be holding a script, um, or something like that, but they'll kind of put it in, it looks like it's a set piece or something like that. You're like supposed to be holding it, but it's actually your, you know, your songs and, and, and sheet music. But yeah, so we are definitely using that. I, I don't think I don't use them in anything except for one one part he's a professional he's a tv you you got to get those lines for those tv right i i try to (laughs) every single like line every single song before i go in just as much as like i can because i want to focus on the acting yeah like the words flow out of like like my mouth and just kind of take notes and really work on them and not have to focus about what i'm saying you know you're so wise at, at your age and was there somebody who was sort of like that you really looked up to or really kind of mentored you as you were doing these projects as a, as like a working actor, it could have even been while doing Les Mis that you like learned a lot from. I think every single person who I've worked with, I've at least learned, you know, three to five things from really, I, I, I've learned so much from, from everyone. I get to learn so much from Raul and especially working on yesterday, I learned so much from, from Jenna and Jen um, and Edgar, it, it, everybody has just been so, so kind and so thoughtful and they've helped me through it while teaching me all these amazing things that have helped me in my career. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I, we've got to ask about Jennifer Garner. I mean, what was that experience like? <laughs> she is literally amazing. She is such a wonderful person with such a kind heart. And she is like, when she's on set, she just she just glows. Everybody, she's they everybody look at like they look at her and she's just like so happy and, and she brings everybody's spirits up. And it was amazing to work with her. And I think maybe in the future I'll get to work with her again. So we'll see. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. her. Oh my god, that's such a good cast. I mean, Edgar Ramirez is so hot. I'm obsessed with him. But also <laughs> Jenna Ortega is having a moment right Holy now. Holy cow. She blew up not that she she was already huge and then she just boom everything it's crazy like hosting snl like everything no hosting snl is like insane (laughs) insane she is so so cool she's so much fun she was like a big sister to me on that set oh i love that this we had this like handshake that i posted uh, a while ago uh which was nice i think i actually still remember it um but I would love to see her again. Oh, that's She's, so fun. Do you, have you seen a lot of her movies? I mean, I, I don't know if you're a scary movie person, but that seems to be her, her area. I think it's about me. I don't know if I'm a scary movie person. My favorite movie is The Shining. Okay. So <laughs> well. scary, but I can watch that, but I don't know why I can't really watch anything else. Like mm-hmm. I saw her in Scream. She was amazing in Scream. Yeah. 
Wednesday was amazing. I didn't watch like the I think was it what was it called like the killer babysitter. Yeah, thing. I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's amazing. She's such a wonderful actor. You know, I'm curious. I'm I'm thinking about how you know you were in this movie. It came out a couple of years ago. You've been working. I mean, you've Les Mis was what five six years ago. Yeah. So, and you're homeschooled. So when COVID started, was it, was it a very different transition for you? Cause you were already not in a school every single day. And then I imagine like this movie probably shot during COVID, right? Or was that after? Yeah, it's finished it right as like, like a few weeks before COVID like hit, like lockdown. Wow. It was very, very lucky. And then we did like the whole premiere during COVID. So they sent us this backdrop and like this whole kind of pinata thingy, majiggy, and yeah, this whole Zoom, we watched it, um, which was was different, I think, at the time, because everybody was so new to it. But I, I think we all got used to it after a while. And with the school thing, it was easy for me. Yeah. Well, it was just kind of, I was just doing like the exact same thing. I was just doing schoolwork at home. And then totally. the, the Wonder Years started during the pandemic, right? Like you guys started filming. And like the very, very big like beginning, I would say pilot through, gosh, probably most of season one. We had like face shields and masks and all this different stuff. And we still had masks in season two, just to be careful. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like the whole protection thing. We'd have to get tested. But I think the thing about that is there's so many people who work on this on the on that project on that project that if one person got it and gave it to everybody, then the whole thing was shut down. Yeah. You know? So we just had to be extra careful. And where does us. that film? Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, that's cool. So you yeah. lived down there a couple months out of the year or Yeah, I did. I did. It was kinda nice. We lived in Midtown. So it was kind of a little mix of, you know, New York and Atlanta in a way. Um I still missed I missed New York. But now I'm back here, which is great. I love I love working here. Yeah. Yeah. Are you from here? I am. Yeah. Up west side. Up west oh, side. Nice. Is- Look at you. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never seen the original Wonder Years. Did you have any sense of what that was when you booked the project? Like it's a much loved property. Yeah. When I got the audition, my parents were like, you know what this is? I was like, I've heard about it. And I'm like, okay, let's let's watch a few episodes. So I watched some of them. And the second I got it. I was binging those episodes. It was, I, I love this show. I, I, I was like, really, I, I thought at first I was just going to watch it just to kind of, you know, learn more about the show. Mm-hmm. But I actually got hooked. And I, I realized why people love this show so much. And it was, it, it's really, I think it was so interesting because it was really one of those first shows that was just kind of about family and a, and a normal kid growing up mm-hmm. in this, you know, it really in, in our show, it's it's in Montgomery, Alabama, but in their show, it was in this kind of make-believe type of town, like a just normal kind of, I guess you could say, New Jersey town in a way. Okay. So it's kind of about school and friendship and 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 love and a family and it's a normal everyday life. And this, the, so the reboot isn't necessarily a continuation or a recreation. It's just the same concept with new characters. Yeah, it's the same concept with new characters and the family. It's a back. It's a black family now. Okay. So I think that shows kind of the other side of what it was like, you know, because like schools, it's, it's in 1968 in season one. And so schools really, they just started to put in white people and black people. It was unsegregated. Okay. And so 
you kind of go through some of those experiences and to see it through the eyes of like a 12 year old black kid growing up in the 60s in Montgomery, Alabama shows a lot. And I, I think it's really important for people to watch this this now and learn the lessons that the show has to you know give. Very and well I did, said. Yeah. I, I did. I did see your bar mitzvah episode, so I have I have caught up a little bit just you know in preparation for chatting with you. And so there's also this perspective too of this this young Jewish kid coming of age and yeah. I I also think in in season two, um, Dean, our main character, and Brad, my character, they become closer. I think because they realize that they're not as different as they really thought. You know, they're already best friends, but they become closer, I think, because Dean realizes that, you know, they are sometimes, they are both, they're both bullied and and something like that, because Brad isn't really just this, you know, this white kid. He's mm-hmm. Jewish. Back then it was, it was Jewish was a little, you know, it's, it's a little bit different from just being this, I guess you could say, normal white kid in Montgomery, mm-hmm. Alabama. So I think realizing that they're, you know, Brad isn't perfect, and that they can kind of come together and, and I would say not protect themselves, but kind of learn how to deal with it yeah. uh, in, in, as two and not just one is, is important. We have a release date June 14th uh, for season two, so I'm going to sure to catch that. Oh, love it. Will the episodes come out week to week? Mm-hmm. This is so exciting. So is there anything else you want to tease about season two or is it kind of like just watch and see? You know, we get to meet Brad's parents in season Uh-oh. two. So I'll definitely tease that. I, I can't tell you guys who they are. I know I was going to say. <laughs> they're, they're, they're amazing. And it was so much fun working with them. Uh, you also you get to see Brad's kind of life outside of school, which gives him more depth, gives like the character more depth, which I think is exciting for people to watch and for people to see. I'm excited for you. It sounds like you got some more stuff to work with. They probably were like, okay, this kid's amazing on season one. Let's give him more <laughs> material, honey. Hey, that's that's how it happens, right? I mean, <laughs> I try my best and just you know see what happens in the future. Yeah, yeah. that's Wait, so, awesome. So, having grown up in New York, do you remember the first Broadway show that you saw? Oh my gosh, the first Broadway show was Newsies. I have a poster up there. It's signed from the cast. Oh, I love Newsies. And I was I was sitting in like the audience, and I couldn't stop like singing these words. My parents were like, shh, shh. I was like, I was singing every single lyric. I <laughs> love that show. And I think as you guys mentioned earlier, like these these kids in like, let's say 20 years, grown up cast. of uh-huh. Totally. There's this one kid in that video that I saw from Consider Yourself. He is fierce. He's like the- Was it Michael Cash who did like I a think- flip? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Michael Cash is amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. I love that you love Newsies. That's such a good one. Do you know if you saw Jeremy Jordan in Newsies or was it Corey Cott? I don't think he was in it when I okay. saw it. Yeah, we didn't see him either. I love Jeremy Jordan. Seriously. Yeah. I used to sing like every single song and he would sing like, like um, what's the show called? The Last Five Years. Oh, yeah. And he with Annie Kendrick. I used to love that, that soundtrack. Oh, so good. He's amazing. That show's actually, I just heard a rumor, it might be coming to Broadway this next year. It's its only ever been off-Broadway. And the the rumor that I heard is that it's going to be three casts of Jamie and Kathy's. And they'll swap. Like, one night they'll play opposite someone, and then the next night they'll switch the pair. <gasps> so that's, you could see it, I believe, six different ways, I think. I, I, I love that, that they're bringing all these Broadway shows back that you haven't really 
been been on Broadway for a while, and they're yeah. not just bringing them back as what they used to be, but they're kind of molding it into something new, which I think yeah. is so interesting, which is also what I think we're doing with Oliver. I know, I was going to say, yeah, I, without giving away too much, it sounds like you're kind of hinting that that might be the case. Yeah, I think this is going to be something that people have never really seen before with Oliver, and I'm really excited to see how people, you know, what people think of it. Because I definitely think it's amazing being in that room with just hearing that sound is literally, it's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Then the music is so good. It really is. I mean, we were like, like like four days into like this putting it on its feet process. I would like stand in like the scene when I didn't have to do anything. I'd just like sit down. I'd be like, this is really good music. <laughs> You really focus on it. It's really good music. And I think I saw Mary Mitchell Campbell in the video. In yes. one of the videos. Music yes, Mary Mitchell. She's amazing. She's so much fun. She's great to work with. Oh, she's an icon. Remember Dylan when she she did Kristen Chenoweth's like solo Broadway shows and they like would go back and forth. They had such mm-hmm. a dynamic. Yeah. Um, wait, you said that it's been 40 years since Oliver was on Broadway. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I'm, I'm kicking myself if I'm wrong. I think that was the production with Patti LuPone. All of our listeners are like screaming into their iPhones right now, being like, in the future, that is. And they're like, it was Patty LuPone. It was Patty LuPone. You're right, Dylan. I'm remembering that from her book, that she was definitely yeah. in it at some stage in some way. But I yes. can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Elspeth's going to kill me for not remembering. But... I know, I know. <laughs> Wait, you know what else I was going to say is um, Lily Cooper's in it. Literally love her so much. She is amazing. Every single time she sings As Long As He Needs Me, I cry. Like she uh, actually makes me cry. And it's, it's quite honestly, it's not a surprise because she's an amazing, beautiful singer and actress. Mm-hmm. But it's something different. And I think it's something unexpected, uh, definitely for me. And I think for people who are going to see this show and it's such an emotional part of this show. Cause honestly, it's a, it's a dark, it's a dark show. You really think yeah. about it. You know? So just to have a little bit of that, in there, even though she's talking about something that's really sad, mm-hmm. her voice just it just shines when she sings. It just comes out so naturally and so easy. Oh my gosh, you're so generous with all the compliments about your your co-stars. I know that they absolutely love you as well. I I would hope so. I I would hope so. <laughs> Have you stepped foot on the actual stage yet? No. Okay, it's huge. From yeah, so I've I've seen. I took a few pictures. Like I've been in like the house. So I kind of leaned up against like, the stage and took this huge picture. But we're coming on the stage on Saturday. Okay. So I'm really excited for that. Oh, I'm excited for you guys. It's, it's going to be so incredible. Um, wait, I have to also ask you, because when we were talking about what we were going to be doing today with our recording, I was thrilled to hear that you knew Fun Home when we were talking about Ring of Keys moment. Of course. You're a Broadway baby. Yes, I love Fun Home. You know, actually, Sam Duncan who's one of like the kids was actually in Fun Home. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so we, we, we talk about that a lot uh, since I, it's like today, actually. What are some of your favorite musicals? Oh, wow. I would say my favorite musicals, ooh, probably Heathers. I love Heathers. So good. We got to see it on stage, but that soundtrack was just with like Barrett Whipple Reed. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I actually got, I got to work with the writers of that show. Oh. Geniuses. Yeah, for this thing, I, for this show I did called Dark Lord, uh, which was a lot of fun. What was that? That was it was a um, it was a show that we kind of put together and we were kind of pitching it 
two different people and I think they're still going in the process, which is really exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But no, to go back to your original question, I think definitely Heathers and ooh, what's another what's another probably newsies because newsies is just newsies newsies heathers newsies and i had to give you one more probably i think seeing leers into the woods was something unlike i've ever seen before mm-hmm. this it, it really when you really get to watch it on stage it's it's such a good musical it's a beautiful musical yeah mm-hmm. it really is so i could see you as jack i could see you going in and doing oh. jack you know what? I always used to sing the Jack's main song. Giants in the Sky, yeah. Sky. Oh my gosh, the amount of times I've sang that song. Woo. Um, but they always they always choose a, a, an older person. To sing. I know they have been going older with it, yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? Okay, I'm feeling dramatic about that. <laughs> um, wait, speaking of feeling dramatic about things, I feel like we should move into our closing segment, which is Dose of Drama, where we share, you know, the drama on our minds, in our hearts, things we've been consuming, mm. thinking about, want to rant about, rave about, et cetera, et cetera. Dylan, do you have a dose of drama that you want to kick us off with today? I do. I have a TV series recommendation. Okay. And it's a, it's a little left field for me, okay? So everyone needs to just be patient. There's this new series out called Jury Duty. Have either of you heard of it yet? I have not heard of that show. Heard of it? Yes, in the sense that I've seen people screenshotting it on Twitter. Yeah, so I had seen... TikTok seems, I'm not on TikTok as much as like I've mentioned it today. Okay. Let me just say, but I saw a clip of it on TikTok. You lie. It's a show where everyone is an actor except for one person. And he doesn't know that everyone is pretending to be on this jury for a court case. And it's like eight episodes, 30 minutes each. And he's just so earnestly a part of the whole process. And it's not like one of those like kind of corny, like undercover type shows. It's like very much feels like a serious comedy because everyone is an actor and they're very committed to their parts. And it is so funny. And James Marsden, the film actor is in it playing himself as a member of the jury. And he plays like an exaggerated version of himself. It's like, it's absolutely hilarious. I highly recommend it. It's on Freevee, which is like, okay. They're just making know. up channels now. I know. I know. <laughs> I will say I've heard of Freevee before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Julian knows. You see here in the know. Freevee. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's really, really hilarious. I have not laughed that hard out loud at a TV show in a while. So I really recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so is all the, are all the episodes out? I think so. Yeah, there's eight episodes. So it's a quick, you know. Does Jimmy Marsden. Oh, you're on a nickname basis. Okay. Yeah. Does he, like, do the other jurors pretend not to know who he is? No, like one of them wants to take a selfie with him. Like it's very much, and then they, they all get very annoyed with him because he plays like an exaggerated diva actor. I'm so curious about the tone. Like, is it like docu-series? Is it like Parks and Rec office vibes? Yeah, yeah. It feels, okay. like, it feels like that. And there's like cutaway interviews and stuff. I just think the one guy, his name's Ronald, like the actual civilian who doesn't, isn't an actor. He has to catch on. And I'm on episode four and he hasn't caught on yet, but crazy things keep happening. Okay. And, but, so, but they know that there's a movie being made about being on a jury. So oh, like, wait, that's is the case why... fake that they're working on? Everything, yeah, everything is fake. Yeah. This poor guy. Do you think he'll be sad when he finds out? I was saying that to Hunter. I was like, he's going to feel like he made all these good friends and they were all just fake, yeah. you know? But oh, he's a star now. Like, I, I must say he's a star. I wonder, like, what's next for I know, his name I know. Ronald? Ronald, yep. And actually, he wore a shirt that I own in one of the episodes. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hunter, do you have a dose of drama? 
I do have a dose of drama. Okay, so last week I went to the theater. I took myself on a theater date alone, okay? And I went to go see the new Michael R. Jackson musical, White Girl in Danger. Yes. And it was highly recommended to me that I have to go because like people, the streets are saying that it was probably not going to be moving on to like Broadway or another, the round wouldn't be extending or anything. And I'm so glad I went. I love that I can go see shows that are like totally imperfect and in very early stages and just kind of watch them work it out in real time. I mean, so much about it was a lot. Like the show needs to be trimmed down a little bit. Act one was so long and could have been its own musical probably with like maybe 20 minutes of content from act two. But regardless, it was really interesting. It was kind of about the intersection of like soap opera culture and the 90s and nostalgia and race and how we insert ourselves into narratives, which is very strange loop vibes, but in it, he does it in a different way in White Girl in Danger. So I don't know, I guess like, I just want to say that I think it's okay to go see something and not be like totally obsessed with it, but still have a great night and enjoy a lot about it and not be a hater. So yeah. Um, Julian, do you have a dose of drama today to send us home with? Let's see. I think my dose of drama, I think first, I, I think I have to promote one thing that's coming out soon, which is Boys of Summer. Yes. I'm very, very excited for that. I just have my first screening of that. And it was amazing. It was it was so cool to see all this stuff that we did and all like, the filming we did come together. Um, and, and this then, is a movie you made a while ago? Yeah. Or? Well, I made this during season one of Wonder Years. Oh, wow. Okay. A while ago, but I look really young in the film. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think it's great. And actually, and Mason Thames is in it, who's in Black Phone. Oh, cool. And, and it's, it's really, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but I think to really end this off, you guys must know about the show, which I'm addicted to right now, which is Schmigadoon. Ah, oh, love. Love this show. Oh my, I'm, I'm in the middle of, of watching this. Like, the, 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 is it the second or third season? The second? second season. Okay. Which is Chicago. And it's, I love this show. It's so funny. <laughs> so and good. And he is so good. I love this guy. He's such a yeah. good actor. And he's singing in season two, because I think he only sings at the end of season one. Yeah, he is. And I, he's a good singer. Yeah, he yeah. is good. He is good. Yeah, I'm loving season two. It's more of my style of musical interest than season one was, even though I did like season one. Yeah. And of course, it's got Aaron Tveit, who is my fave. So, oh, yeah. yeah. He's amazing. That. Chenoweth, as we mentioned earlier, yeah. slaying. Jane Krakowski. And Doug Cameron, who is literally crushing it in this acting business and the music business right now. I know. She's, she really is. I love her. Yeah, she's she's great. Everybody's great in that show. Yeah. She was like she was like, you may not have cast me as Glinda in the Wicked movie, but I'm gonna give you my little Sally Bowles slash Roxy Hart moment on Schmigga <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she was like, Let me show the girls. But anyway, I love that recommendation. Everybody does need to go watch it. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. Yeah. And also everyone needs to go see you and Oliver. I'm so excited for you. It it feels like an amazing opportunity and also it seems like an amazing um, theatrical experience like hearing that Oliver hasn't been on a New York stage in this capacity in so long I feel like you gotta go see it you never know what's gonna be back again so you guys should definitely catch it it's it's May 3rd through May 14th so a two-week run it's gonna be amazing and you know what can I say it right now because why not I just pop my head consider yourself coming to the show yes 
<laughs> I love it. I love a little pun. Julian, you're so awesome. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you. You guys are awesome too. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. And so now you're on Instagram just with your name at Julian Lerner. Yep. At Julian Lerner. Amazing. Yeah. While everyone's following Julian, you guys have to be following us. We're at the drama podcast. Connor yes. is at Connor McDowell. I am at Dylan McDowell. Julian, break a leg as the artful Dodger. You're going to be incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Yeah. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. drama.